Hey, would you pray with me? Let's pray. Father, thank you for tonight. God, thank you that that Christmas is exactly what we just sang, that Christmas is Emmanuel, God with us, that, Father, you came. And so, God, I pray that you'd come right now and that, God, you would speak to us and, God, that we would see you and, Jesus, that you would uh, just reveal yourself to us tonight, God. People from all kinds of different walks here tonight and uh, just coming. Uh, maybe they invited, uh, got invited by a friend, saw it online. Maybe they come to church here every single week. Father, everybody is at a different place. And, God, you can speak to every one of us. Do it and do it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I don't know what historians will say about 2017 in the coming weeks and months ahead, but I do think that one of the things that sticks out to me when I think about this year is, and it just seemed to be every single day, there just seemed to be more and more of it, it seemed to be every single day in 2017 that there was more bad news. Would you agree with that? It just, it just seemed like everywhere you turned there was bad news in 2017, the, 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 uh, the clips that we showed a little bit ago, you guys know uh, that was, that just, unfortunately, that barely scratched the surface of what we saw uh, this year. And then even you, when you pull away from what happened on the global scene, on the national scene, you bring it into the local level and, and everyone is talking about, concerned, what are we going to do about the drug epidemic, the, the addiction epidemic that's just tearing our community apart. Tearing families apart, tear, tearing friends apart, tearing people uh, apart that we know and love. What are we going to do about that? And then maybe not even something that got a headline this year. Maybe something that no reporter talked about. You didn't read about it in the paper, but something happened in your life. Something happened with your family. Something happened at your job, and some bad news came into your life. Again, it didn't make national or local headlines, but it's something that your family is carrying around still to this day. It's dominating what's happening in your house this Christmas season. You got some bad news this year, and you're trying to figure out what is life going to look like because of that bad news. And then into all of that, Christmas steps in. Into the middle of that, Christmas steps in and reminds all of us that ultimately the good news is going to defeat all of the bad news. That's what Christmas is all about. That's, that's the message that the angels gave. The night that Jesus was born in Bethlehem, that's the exact message that the angels gave to the shepherds in Luke chapter 2. In Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11, it's on the screen there. In Luke 2, 10 and 11, you know these verses. The angels say, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I'm bringing you good news. And right in the midst of bad news, the angels bring Good news, for unto this day, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And here's what I believe tonight. Here's what we believe, and this is the reason that we've done uh, this service tonight. We believe that 2,000 years ago, the, the God-man, Jesus Christ, stepped out of heaven and invaded our world, and he did it because he loved us, and he didn't want to leave us drowning in the bad news of this life, the bad news that others create, the bad news that, if we're honest, a lot of times we create. Jesus came to bring the good news that Emmanuel God has come for us. Here's what I believe tonight. I believe that you know that story. 
I bet if I go to your house, I bet, man, you got a nativity scene, and I bet it's cute, and I bet, you, I bet anybody in the room, whether you go to church or not, whether you believe in God or not, I, believe, I bet every single person in this room knows the story about the birth of Jesus. You, you, you all know that story, but here's what I believe. I believe that God wants us to move beyond knowing the Christmas story to experiencing the Christmas story. I think, that God, I think that God thinks it's great that you know that Jesus was born, but God's question to us is, have, have you experienced the reason why he was born? So God wants us to move beyond knowledge into an experience of the real meaning of Christmas, and it's that Jesus came. And I think if that's going to happen, if you and I, if we're going to experience Christmas, not know about it, but experience it, If we're going to experience it, two things have got to happen in this room tonight for every single one of us. And the first thing that's got to happen is we need to see that Christmas Christmas shows our deepest need. Christmas shows our deepest need. I mean, the angels come to the shepherds, and do you see what the angels don't say? The angels don't come to the shepherds and say, Behold, I bring you good news, great tidings that will bring you great joy. For behold, unto you is born this day in the city of David. In the city of David, guys, they've got a great deal on 4K TVs. Now say that. Angels don't come to the shepherds and say, Behold, I bring you good news. For unto you this day in the city of David, you can upgrade your phone to an iPhone X. Now, now say that. So they, say, they say, I'm bringing you good news of great joy because unto you this day is born the Savior. And what that says is that our deepest need is a Savior. Our deepest need is a Savior. And listen, you might be sitting in your seat and you're thinking, listen, man, you don't know me, but I promise you my greatest need, my deepest need is more money. My deepest need is that my marriage gets fixed. My deepest need is we need something to happen at my work. Or my deepest need is I need some work because I can't even find a job. And listen to me. I don't want to make light of your current needs, but I want to submit to all of us that Christmas reveals to us our deepest need, and our deepest need is a Savior. And the reason that our deepest need is a Savior is because our biggest problem is sin. Our biggest problem is sin. Now listen, you're not going to go home tonight and turn on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, or anything like that, and they're going to be talking about how the biggest problem in the world is sin. They are not talking about that. But, but sin is our biggest problem. And the reason that sin is our biggest problem is because sin separates us from God. See, God tells us in the opening chapters of this book of the Bible that the reason that you're made, the reason that I'm made, listen, the purpose of life is not to get more money, get more square footage, retire early, buy a big boat, take some great vacations. Nothing wrong with those things. But listen, the purpose of life is to have a relationship with your creator. It's to know God. And so when you go to the opening chapters of the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, there's God. And there's Adam and Eve. And, and the thing that stands out about them is that they had a relationship with God. I mean, the Bible says that Adam and Eve walked with God, and they talked with God, and God talked to them, and they spent time with one another. They had a relationship. But then everything went south when Adam and Eve turned away from God, and they said, God, listen, thanks for everything that you've done. Thanks for making us, and thanks for everything here in the garden. It's all cool, but God, we've got this from here on out. 
God, we want to be our own God. We want to be our own Lord. Thanks for everything you've done. But God, from here on out, we're calling the shots. And listen, the moment that humanity turned away from God, in that moment, sin entered the world, brokenness entered the world, death entered the world. And in that moment, we were separated from God. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 6, verse 23, that we've all sinned, that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I mean, the Bible will go so deep as to say that we are born sinners. Man, that we're born separated from God, that we're born broken, we're born messed up, we're born filled with pride and rebellion and our own agenda. We're just born sinful. And listen, if you are sitting there and you're listening to that and that offends you and you're thinking, no, 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 we come out of the womb and empty slate and we're clean and we're pure and we ain't broken, what that says to me is you ain't got no kids. That's what that says to me. You ain't got no kids in your life if you're sitting there saying, oh, well, we just come out of the womb all pure and happy. And listen, you don't know a single child if that's what you think. All right? Listen, every parent, listen, you, I don't care if you believe in God or not. Every parent and grandparent has had that moment where you back away slowly from your kids, your kids or your grandkids and you look at another adult and you look at them and you say, what is wrong with them? Right? As if you gave birth to a bunch of serial killers. Right? I mean, I don't know about you, I have three kids, and I didn't have to teach my kids, listen, when somebody tells you no, bite them. They just did it, bro. They just did that on their own. Oh, no, right? I don't know. I I didn't teach them that. They just did that. I looked at them, and I said, sinners, right there. That's what that is. You're separated from God. See, see, here's, here's here's the way that plays out in our lives. See, we are separated from God, and here's the reality. And listen to me, I need you to remember this. If Jesus is not your Savior... Something will be. If Jesus is not your Savior, something will be. Listen, Mark, I don't believe in God. I'm not into the whole church thing. It doesn't matter. If Jesus isn't your Savior, something is. Maybe money's your Savior. Maybe your job is your Savior. Maybe your 401K is your Savior. Maybe, like we said a moment ago, your boat. Maybe it's your car. Maybe it's your athletic ability. Maybe it's your ACT score. Maybe it's the college that you just got accepted to. Maybe it's the college that you graduated from. Maybe it's your retirement. Listen, if Jesus is not your Savior, something is going to be your Savior. But let me tell you some differences between Jesus and every other so-called Savior we try to build up into our lives. Jesus is the only Savior that no matter what your performance is, he refuses to stop loving you. Right? Amen? That's good news, man. Right? Jesus is the only Savior that regardless of your performance, he refuses to stop loving you. Listen, you go to work, you miss some deadlines, you miss a lot of deadlines. Your boss ain't gonna love you. Your boss gonna fire you. Right? And all of a sudden, a savior that you've built up, it's my job, I've climbed the corporate ladder. Listen, you can lose that job because not only is Jesus the only savior that that regardless of our performance, he refuses to stop loving us, but listen to me, this is a big deal. Jesus is the only savior that once you get him, you will never lose him. You will never lose him. The money runs out. Eventually, the athletic ability goes. Eventually, you lose the job. You've got to retire or they hire some other young hotshot. Eventually, something happens. But here's the thing that we all can guarantee, and we all have this in common. Eventually, we all die. I mean, every single one of us in here, we have an expiration date. And can I just tell you, on the other side of that expiration date is not a sea of nothingness. It is not eternal sleep. 
on the other side of that expiration date, what we're calling death, on the other side of that is an individual appointment with the one true living God. Every one of us is going to stand before God. Did you know that? And, and listen, listen, when I, I'm not saying that to scare you or anything like that. I'm saying that, man, because that's real. This is news, news. We need to report, we need to talk about the news. The angels came to declare every one of us are going to stand before God. Your parents are not going to stand in your behalf. Your grandparents are not going to stand in your behalf. Your preacher is not going to stand in your behalf. It's going to be you and God. And God is not going to ask you what kind of vacations you took. God is not going to ask you about the car you drove. God is going to ask you, was Jesus your Savior because I gave him for you? Did you, did you receive the gift of salvation that my son came to give you. So the question of Christmas, the question tonight is the question whether or not is Jesus your savior? I mean, you know that Jesus is God. Maybe you know the story, but have you experienced what it means that Jesus is your Savior? Have you experienced what it means that Jesus is your Lord? Have you experienced why Jesus came, or do you just know about it? Because what Christmas shows us is that our deepest need is a Savior. And see, if our deepest need is a Savior, the second thing and the final thing that Christmas shows us that we've got to see, and look, the angel said it to the shepherds, said it to all of us here tonight. He says, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be, watch, for all the people, all people, all people. So there's none of this, oh man, I've messed up, I've went too far, Mark, I've got a past, Mark, I'm addicted, Mark, I would love to have Jesus as my Savior. I would love to have God in my life, but Mark, you don't know where I've been. Mark, you don't know what I've done. No, 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 no. The good news of Christmas is good news for all people, regardless of where you've been and regardless of what you've done. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color your skin is. Doesn't matter what political party you're in. Doesn't matter how much money you have or you don't have. This is good news for all people, that Jesus came and lived a sinless Life and he lived a sinless life because you and I can't do that. We're not perfect, but Jesus was perfect in our place. And he went into Jerusalem and he died on a cross. And he died on a cross because he loves you. And on that cross, he took every single sin, every single thing that you did, that we've done, that God said not to do, everything that we've lived for and built up as a false savior other than Jesus. Jesus on the cross died for all the sins, past, present, and future that we've committed, and he died for the sins that other people have committed against us. And he did it so that if we accept his forgiveness, we'll be completely cleansed, completely forgiven, for our sin and three days later Jesus Christ came back from the dead and he's alive right now and right now tonight Jesus wants every person in this room to experience his peace to experience his love to experience a second chance Jesus wants to come into your soul and feel it just flood into your life so that tonight if you don't know him in just a few moments you would meet him and you would leave you'd look the same your circumstances might not change but trust me in Christ you are a brand new creation if tonight you come to him so this is for all people this is for all people so is he talking to me I'm talking to you I'm talking to all of us see here's here's the thing about the news that the angels came to give 
This kind of news demands a response. This kind of news demands a response. The angels don't come and say, behold, I've got some good advice. Advice, man, you can take it or leave it. But news, news, you got to do something with news. This happened. Jesus came. God stepped in. There is news, and this news that Jesus has come, it demands a response. So I want everybody to do something for me. In your seat, there's this card. Would everybody right now just grab it? Go ahead. I'm talking to every single person. Come here every week. It's your first time. Grab this card. Grab this card. Go ahead and grab it. There's a pen there too. You can go ahead and get that pen. Go ahead and grab this card. See, see, the good news of Christmas is the kind of news that demands a response. And so I want to ask you, not did you know that Jesus was born. I want to ask you, not did you know the Christmas story. I want to ask you, have you experienced it? Have you surrendered your life to it? Is Jesus your Lord and your Savior? See, on the back of this card, if everybody would just take it and turn it over to the back, I believe there's four kind of responses that this good news demands. Right? Just look at these. You don't have to check these right now, but just look at these with me. And and let's just go through these. Here's the first response. Tonight, I gave my life to Christ Now, here's what that means. What it means is this, is that, okay, Christmas, Christmas. You're on Christmas, you're either either right now, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. You're going to get gifts probably. You're going to receive some gifts. Let's just imagine that I get you something. Let's imagine that I give you a gift. I invite you over to my house. I say, I got you a gift. It's sitting on the table. See, that's your gift. And you just look at it. You smile. Oh, that's nice, man. That's nice. Oh, that's great. That's great. That's great. Here's the thing. For that gift to be yours, you got to grab that gift. you got to receive that gift. The gift is available, but you've got to receive the gift in order for it to be yours. And so tonight, tonight, if you are here and you have never received the gift of the salvation that Jesus came to bring... Tonight, if you are here, maybe you walked in tonight and you feel like you're at the bottom of you feel like you're at the bottom of the barrel, that things can't get any worse. Something's got to give, something's got to change. And you've tried this and you've tried that. And tonight I believe that God brought you here because He is the only thing that you are looking for. That's why you're here. Or, or maybe on the other side of that, you're here and everybody thinks that you've arrived. You've got every, I mean, you are the epitome of the American dream. But you and God know that every single night you lay down and when you hit that pillow, there is an empty void inside of your soul. And you thought the house would do it. You thought that the husband or the, spouse or the wife would do it. You thought that money would do it. You thought that when you arrived here, you would experience it. But there's this empty void inside of your soul. Listen to me. That empty void was made by God, put inside of you, because the only thing that can fill it is God himself. And God wants to fill it tonight. If you're here and you have never given your life to Jesus, I promise you, I guarantee you, no matter who you are or where you've been, if you ask Jesus Christ to save you from your sin, to forgive you and to come into your life tonight, he will answer that prayer and it might not change your situation, but I promise you, you will never go through a situation without him for the rest of eternity starting tonight. If tonight you need to be saved, you need to give your life to Jesus, I'm gonna give you an opportunity to do that in just 
a moment. I've been praying and a lot of people have been praying that a lot of people would check that first circle and say, today I am giving my life to Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're the next one. I've already made the decision to give my life to Christ and I'm a follower of Jesus. Now let me unpack that and let me tell you what that doesn't mean. What that doesn't mean is, oh yeah, I made a decision for Jesus when I was four years old, but it doesn't really mean anything in my life today. No, 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 no. Listen, nobody meets Jesus and stays the same. You hear that? Nobody meets Jesus, and after a while, Jesus gets a little boring. We've moved on. No, 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 no. Listen, you don't get bored with the Son of God. You don't move on from the Son of God. All right, so I'm not asking you, did you do something at four? Because, bro, now you're 40. But to check that, to, I've already made the decision to give my life to Christ. I'm a follower of Jesus. That doesn't mean that you're perfect. Of course, it doesn't mean that you're perfect. But here's what it does mean it means that Jesus is a reality in your life. It means that you've experienced his, his leading you. You've experienced the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is a reality. You know you've got a relationship with him. If that's you, in just a moment, you can check that box. Or maybe you're here, and listen, I can relate to this. I was here at one point. I would like to talk to someone about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Maybe that's your response. Maybe you've heard the Christmas story, and there's something going on inside of you, and you're saying this, Mark, listen, I don't have Jesus in my life, but I would love to talk to somebody about it. I'm not ready for that, but I would love to get some questions answered. I'm not going to tell the whole story, but listen, I didn't grow up in church at all. Man, before I knew God, I was an atheist. And when I was a senior in high school, 18 years old, Jesus Christ came into my life, changed my life, and I've never been the same. But can I tell you, I had a lot of questions. And I want you to know, this is a safe place to ask questions. This is a safe place to ask questions. So, so if you're here, to, and listen, you got a lot of stuff to do tonight. You're here with your friends and family. We're not going to do it tonight. But if you're thinking, man, I, I, don't, I don't know Jesus, but I've got some questions that I would like to see if you can answer those questions, we will contact you because we would love to help you get on the journey of following Jesus. Or maybe you're here and you're the last one. I'm not ready to give my life to Jesus right now. Mark, I hear it. This is great. But you know what? I'm not interested. And listen, if that's you, thank God for your honesty. Thank God for your honesty. In fact, I want to invite you to come back and let's continue this journey of figuring out who Jesus is. We're going to keep praying for you, but if you're tonight, hey, listen, I'm not saved. I'm not a Christian. You know what? I'm not interested tonight. That's perfectly fine, but here's what I want us all to see is that Christmas shows us our deepest need, and our deepest need is a Savior, and that Savior has come for all people. Would you pray with me? Nobody moving if we could just, maybe you're thinking, hey, the service seems like it's about to come to an end. This would be a good time to go to my car. This is not a good time to go to your car. Let's all just have a moment of, of stillness, if we could. God, speak to us right now. God, there are people in this room new faces, there are people in this room right now and we have prayed for them and other people have prayed for them and Jesus, there are people in this room right now who I believe tonight need to surrender to you for the very first time. God, I pray that you would speak to us. God, it's one thing to know the story of Christmas. It's a completely different thing to experience the story of Christmas. And God, if there are people in this room tonight who have never experienced your love, who have never experienced your grace, who have never experienced your forgiveness. God, I pray that tonight would be the night when they experience that for the very first time. 
God, I pray for people who are here and maybe they're interested in, 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 G, in you, but they, they've got a lot of questions and they want to continue to know and continue to investigate and continue to pursue you. God, I pray that they would take those steps. God, I thank you for every single person that's here and I thank you that you are the God who came after us. You did for us what we could not do for ourselves. And Jesus, you came to save. Right now, no one is looking around. No eyes are open or anything. No one is moving. Have you experienced the true meaning of Christmas? Have you experienced the forgiveness of God, the grace of God, the love of God? Have you surrendered your life to Jesus? You know, a few moments ago, we walked through this card, and and I want to invite every single person in this room right now. Every one of us are going to do this. Every single one of us, we're going to do this. Go ahead and grab that pen and take that card, and I want you to check the box on the back of this card that applies to you right now. If tonight you need to be saved, go ahead and check that box. Tonight, I gave my life to Christ. Mark, tonight, I want Jesus in my life. Mark, tonight, I want to surrender all to Jesus. Mark, tonight, I want to become a follower of his. Check that first box. If you're already saved and a follower of Christ, praise God, check that. If you're here tonight and you're saying, Mark, I I hear what you're saying, but I've, I've got questions. I would love to get somebody to answer. Check that box. Or you're here and you say, Mark, I'm not really interested in that. This has been a great time. I'm going to keep coming, but I'm not really interested in that tonight. I want every person in here, no matter who you are, check the one that applies to you right now. Don't move. Don't look at your neighbor or anything like that. After you do that, just you can turn it over or whatever. You continue praying. Just go ahead and do that right now. I want to give you a moment to do that right now. Right now. Now with every head bowed, with every eye closed, on that card we've just identified ourselves. I want to ask you a question. Do you know Jesus Have you said yes to him? Have you given your life to him? Because he gave his life for you. And tonight, you're loved by him. Tonight, he brought you here. And tonight, no matter who you are, where you've been and what you've done, if you do not have a relationship with Jesus, tonight, he wants to start one with you. He wants to enter into your life and begin to change your life. But you've got to receive the gift of salvation. You've got to say yes to him first. Jesus, right now, I pray for every single person that needs to make that decision. I pray that you'd give them the boldness, the courage, and the confidence to make that decision, to say yes to you. Listen, right now, if you need Jesus in your life, don't worry about what your friends are going to think. Don't worry about what anyone else is going to think. This is the most important decision of your life. This is a matter between you and God. And if you need Jesus in your life, right now, right now, I want you to pray this prayer with me. If tonight you want to be saved, you want to surrender your life to Jesus, you want Jesus to come into your life and to save you, Pray this prayer with me right right there where you're at. Say, dear Lord Jesus, forgive me for my sin. Come into my life and save me tonight. I surrender my life to you for the very first time right now. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Change me. Help me to start living for you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for coming back from the dead for me. I give my life to you tonight, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. No one looking around, no eyes are open. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to count simply to three. And as soon as I say three, if you check that first box or tonight you want to give your life to Jesus, as soon as I say three, I want you to raise your hand high in the air. I want you to extend your elbow out to say, Mark, tonight I am giving my life to Christ for the very first time. Don't wait or don't see what anybody else 
does. If you need to make that decision tonight, as soon as I say three, just raise your hand in the air. One, two, three. Raise your hand right now if tonight you want to give your life to Jesus Christ for the very first time. Raise it right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. Go ahead. Father, I thank you that you are a God that saves. I thank you that you are a God that moves. And Father, I pray that tonight, I pray that tonight, Jesus, that even though we might be familiar with the story of Christmas, that God, the story of Christmas would change our hearts forever. Because the story of Christmas is your story. That you came, you died, and you rose again for us. Father, we love you. We thank you for Jesus. It's in his strong name we pray. And everyone said, amen, amen. Church, let's praise God for tonight, for this opportunity. Now, now, hang on just a moment. Don't move, don't move, don't move, all right? Now, I wanna say something to you, all right? Our ushers are about to come and get in place uh, for rece- uh, as we receive our offering, but I wanna say this. Go ahead and take this card and fill out the front of it. All right, go ahead and take this card, fill out the front. If you're an usher or something like that, you can get up and come get in place. Everyone else kind of stay still for just a moment. Go ahead and fill this card out. You can give us a uh, name and, uh, and all that stuff on the front. As the offering baskets are going by, you can drop these cards in the, uh, in the basket. But let me say this. I want to know what God did in your life tonight. Because I believe that God did something in your life. I believe that God moved in a lot of people's lives tonight. So if tonight you gave your life to Jesus, check that box. If, if you want to talk to somebody more about Jesus, check that box and we'll contact you. Now let me say this. If tonight you gave your life to Jesus, man, I want to invite you to go out to the welcome table after church and get one of these blue packets that we've put together for you. It's got a Bible. It's got a lot of other great things that we've put together for you, a book and some things just to help you get started on this journey of following Jesus. If you're a first or second time guest, I'm going to be at the welcome table uh, as soon as they uh, dismiss you in just a few moments. I'd love to shake your hand. But guys, whatever God did in your life, listen, don't keep it to yourself. Tell somebody. So go ahead and take this card, fill it out, check that box that applies to you. And when those offering baskets go around, uh, you guys can drop those in there as you give tonight. Dana's going to come and Dana's going to uh, lead us in our offering prayer. And then she's got a couple of things that she wants to say to us. Don't leave because you're going to miss uh, something pretty, uh, pretty big. Uh, the big guy in a red suit coming. And so don't leave. Uh, but Dana is going to lead us in prayer for our offering, and uh, check this out. First, I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. We, um, we always enjoy our Christmas service, and this is our last Christmas service here at the Forum. And so it is... Uh, so um, we've made a lot of memories here, so we've had a lot of good Christmases here. Hey, I can see you guys now. Um, so, but would you pray with me? Lord, thank you for this, um, this wonderful night. Lord, thank you for everyone that's here tonight, for everyone that's giving here in this service. Um, and thank you for those that are not here but that are giving online, Lord. Um, Lord, we are so thankful for you, and we are thankful that you sent your son on Christmas um, to fulfill a promise to us that, um, that he would die for our sins, Lord. Um, I am so thankful for everyone that's here and for this journey that you have led me to, and I do believe that God leads us to, um, to places and into situations that he wants us to be that will forever impact us. So for everyone that's here tonight that, um, that's struggling with the decision, Lord, I just pray that you will, um, 
that you will continue to work in their heart, Lord, and that you will be with them and you will show them your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, before you guys leave, I don't want you all to start scattering because I know that's what you want to do. I want to tell you guys that this Sunday we are still having service here. So we will have service regular time Sunday morning at 11. And I would love to see everybody that's here right now to be here tonight. So um, so I think I think that I might have a, um, a special guest back here. I think. I think there's Santa. So Santa, I hear... I hear that these guys on stage have been pretty good this year. Yeah, maybe. I worry, I worry about Ricky. I don't know. But if everybody can just stay seated until Santa makes his way out here and can get seated so then the kids and stuff can go out. Um, thank you guys for coming, and the guys are going to play another song for you. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born.